Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Sitting in for Tom Bernard, I'm Dave Schrader, along with... L.A. Nick. Andy Bernard. Andy Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll be back. We've got a lot to cover here on the Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. This is the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Dave Schrader. Tom will be back with you guys on Monday. I'll be sitting in at the helm of the ship until then. <laughs> Fun stuff. Uh, hey, so while I'm gone, Nick, you're, you're a musician. We were just talking some Billy Idol. We'll cover that in a few minutes. But uh, Peter Tork from the Monkees passed away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because the Monkees are touring. They were touring without him Yeah. when he passed away. Which... Yeah, Mike and Mickey have been touring... Um, well, the three of them toured right after Davey died. The three of them got back and, together and, they're and toured all doing for a while. Nesmith songs. Uh, well, they're doing. No, they're doing. Uh, <laughs> well, he wrote most of the songs. Uh, no, not at all. 
but keep trying, Nick. Let's see what else you don't know about the monkeys. Well, I, I read a whole list of. I, I read. Wrote, I read their set list, and yeah. literally, it was it was. Oh, their new ten stuff, out of thirteen songs were De- Nesma songs. Yeah, well, that's. I think he does his heavy, and then Mickey does a bunch of his songs. Yeah, because it's the two of them. They're both kind of rolling it out that way, but. Uh, as as for writing the songs during the initial run of the band, it was people like Neil Sedaka, Neil Diamond, Carol right, King. They were all, they were all, all yeah. songs. Uh, getting in there. But yeah, Nesmith was a smart one and got in some of his songs on every album and yeah. flip sides of singles, so he did pretty well with it. But uh, the two of them are out touring right now. I was lucky enough to see the last tour that Davey, Peter, and Mickey did when we were, they were out at the zoo. Yep, 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 they were at the zoo. And I took my kids to see him. And we had like third or fourth row right there, and it was a fun show. And that it was, was just so last... small and intimate, and it was it was great to see it. And then the next year, I think it was. That, that was probably died. the last good time to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I was lucky enough throughout the 80s to be in their world. I went to a bunch of their concerts, including the reunion concert where Mike came out on stage in California. Um, was at a bunch of the conventions, hung out with them on a, on a couple of occasions. So it was I had a really neat opportunity. Uh, as a matter of fact, Peter Tork was my first live concert. I always say Cindy Lauper because she was my first big concert, but my mom snuck me in to see Peter Tork, uh, she, or she allowed me to go with a buddy of mine. We went out to Cleveland to go see him at something, I think it was called Tuts Down Under was the name of the bar. And uh, we went to go see him and, and perform, and he was just such a nice guy, great guy, very good with the fans, and uh, it's a shame. And we were just watching a little bit on the news they showed him about, was it 2009, they were talking about the surgery he had to go through. He had a very rare form of tongue cancer. Mm. So they actually split him, split his jaw open, broke his jaw, yeah. opened his face to get into the cancer, to remove the cancer, and then stitched him all back together. Yeah, kind of like the predator. Yeah. <laughs> like, his mouth crazy. Like, yeah. So you know, Technically, they were like the very first boy band. Because they were corporate made, yeah, arguably corporate made boy band. They really were. Yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think they were probably the first corporate made band, and they bought all their songs from other artists and put together an act. I yeah. love the monkeys. They, yeah, were... they were. Listen, every kid my generation, that's what you did on Saturday morning. You woke up and watched the monkeys. I mean, I watched their. They had one of the best Saturday morning shows on TV. Yeah. Well, here, I guess that was Minnesota, where I grew up in Illinois. We had them on like Monday through Friday on Channel Thirty Two. They they always ran the reruns. And, uh, yeah, I loved watching the show. And, and they, Did they play, like, cartoons in their show? No. Oh, see, in Philly it was the Monkees, and they would play cartoons in with the Monkees' show. And then they would... Oh, like little vignettes of, like, a little cartoon. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, there was all cartoons. So Three between minutes. the episodes there would be... Or, yeah, it would be like the Monkees pull up in a car, and they would talk about stuff, and then they would play a cartoon. And, That's weird. It's yeah, like I've, Pee Wee's Playhouse almost, like the King of Cartoons. I've never seen Pee Wee's Playhouse. I've been and uh, read everything. I've never even heard of that iteration of them yeah. doing something like that. Yeah, it, it, it didn't start that way, but it ended that way. Well, you know the Banana Splits. The Banana Splits was the same format. It was a ripoff it, yeah. of the monkey. They set it up to be... It, it was the same format. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So this was in Philly. I grew up in Philly, so. And the monkeys hosted this. It so was the were... monkey show, but they would put little cartoons in between the in between the segments. commercial breaks and such. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's wild. It, but only in the end. Not didn't start that way. Like in the oh, okay. end of the season, the end of their run. Mm-hmm. Well, they only did two years. Yeah. So that the second year, I think that's. That's weird. That that's all they did two years. Yeah, two really? seasons. Yeah, and then they then they got together, decided to de-evolve the band, and worked with Jack Nicholson to write a movie called Head. And uh, 
it was this kind of really weird psychedelic movie. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a great flick. It's just it's bizarre, but they kind of break the whole mold of what they are. Did it make any money though? No, it was a com- complete failure. Uh, then they did one TV special called 33 and a third revolutions per monkey and it aired against the Oscars in like 69 <laughs> once and never aired again and it was that was a complete head trip but they could probably come out with a movie now about the monkeys and be successful well they've done uh, they've done a couple of made for TV movies so uh, yeah documentaries but I don't know that uh, I don't know if a regular movie movie would, would or, light or it a up. Netflix type movie yeah, yeah. perhaps I'd so. watch it yeah they've done well if you go on Netflix I think there's a couple of the made for TV movies that they did. Yeah. Uh, where they cover some of the story and, and give it to you. But Who was the guy behind the monkeys? Uh, it was uh, Bert Schneider and Bob Rafelson. They uh, they worked with uh, Columbia. Did they make any other bands? No, that was just a that was, that was just kind of a little fun passion project of theirs, and they used that money to get going with like Easy Rider and a bunch of the movies. Because the guy that did like in sync, like he did like ten different bands. Right. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Going. something Perlman or something. Yeah, like that. he did Perlman, all. Yeah. yeah, he did like ten bands. No, with this it was uh, it was just set up to be a TV show to, to cash in on the on the Beatles popularity. Right. They wanted four zany madcap American boys to to do this, and then they ended up pulling Davy Jones in. And you know, I heard a thing the other day they're pulling a lot of. T- Radio stations have t- took taken the Beatles out of rotation. Why is that? Because the ch- generation gap. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I think I think KQ is one of them. No kidding. Yeah. That can't be right. Yeah, it is. Cumulus is, is KQ is a cumulus, right? How is there a, a generation gap? I mean, that band is still. No, I mean, McCartney's still touring. McCartney's yeah. on. Talk shows. He just did well, that, sure that carpool pulled, karaoke with James Corden, and it I'm was just pretty telling hit. you. They said that's one of the bands they pulled out of rotation. Wow, that's so weird. Because I mean, my, oh, I agree. I I love the Beatles. Actually, when I went to England, I went to Liverpool and did like the whole magical mystery tour. Oh, that's cool. I what was that like? Did all that stuff. So it's weird. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, you actually get on a bus that has magical mystery tour bus oh, that's on cool. the side. Actually, Tom's and, Tom's the one who told me. That's really? so yeah. weird. Because, yeah, I mean, like, people my age still love the Beatles, well, and I guess I, 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 put I guess a video it's the new generation. That I went to Abbey so. Road two years ago, and I put a yeah. video up, and I said, this is just a strange phenomena. And you you sat there, mm-hmm. and I watched for, like, ten minutes. There had to be 5,000 people that walked that street doing the little Beatles yeah. walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is just so weird yeah. to watch. And, and just over and over, and the whole wall outside is signatures yep. and, and everything on the wall. Yeah, I went there too. It's, it's Speaking really of cool. epic British bands, see the Stones are touring America again. Yeah. yeah. So are the Who. Yeah, the Who yeah, too. The yeah. Who are coming back for their greatest hits tour. I'm surprised the Who is. Why? I don't know. I, last time I saw them, they didn't look like they had another tour left in them. <clears throat> well, you know, it, it's. Uh, I just got done listening to uh, Roger Daltrey's biography. Uh, thank you, Mr. Kibble. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great story. Um, he... But but it's really kind of heartbreaking because something that threw me, I mean, The Who was one of the biggest rock bands in the world. They didn't start making money until the 2000s. Yeah. I want you to think about that. They, they've been 50 years. Well, there's a million bands they only, like that. I know, but not The Who. You would have thought The Who. And you you read about this, and I was really surprised. They, they threw Roger out at one point because he got into a fist fight with uh, Keith Moon. They eventually reluctantly brought him back because they realized that what he was. But then they spent the next two or three years barely speaking to Roger. They treated him like an outsider. So it was very weird to to hear him tell the story. And then 
later on when they added somebody to the band and Roger's like, you know, we toured with him this year. It just didn't really work. We didn't have that chemistry. You know, I, I have nothing against you. You're a great guy, but, you know, I, I just don't think you're our guy. And Pete Townsend's like, no, he's our guy. Well, that's goes, the band. He goes, I don't think so. He Goldstein goes, Townsend's he goes you know, band. you're going to have to choose. It's me or him. And he goes, that's an easy choice. <laughs> nice knowing you, Roger. Yeah. And he threw Roger out again. And Roger went home, and he's like, what the hell just happened? So you, you get this feel that they were a very tight band, but I don't think, I don't really get the, although Daltrey is very complimentary towards Pete Townsend, I get the feeling there's just no love lost between these two guys. Like well, they just, that's common, they realize that's the common in a lot of those bands. Yeah. A lot of those bands don't even talk to each other at all, personally. Well, the Stones I saw back in the 90s. I think they're brothers still. They were good. Yeah. Uh, we saw the Quadrophenia Who Tour about four years ago. And Quadrophenia is just a crap album, but I wanted yeah. to see them together and uh, enjoyed that show to a degree. So I'm, I'm looking forward to their reunion tour where they're going to do the greatest hits. That I'll go see. I'm thinking about going to see uh, The Stones. Billy Idol's coming to Minnesota, Treasure Island. And yeah. I think it's just him and Steve Stevens doing an acoustic set. Yeah, it's, it's, they, they, he does exactly what... Uh, what uh, What's his name from Poison does? Oh, uh, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels does cut back. No. Well, band. he only he just did that. He just started. He's been touring with his band because we right. went and saw him two years ago, and he was at First cool, Avenue. Man. It was great. Right. And then he he has February. He was out in uh, Vegas, I think, at Hard Rock, or or is it um, Rio? One of those. And then he'll be back in October for the month of October, performing again, doing the full on rock show. But he's touring with this Steve Stevens. Uh, and it makes sense experience. financially. Yeah. It yeah. does make sense financially to go on these smaller shows, just you and a guitar player, and do an unplugged set. Yeah. It, Plus, you, make, you can get away as a singer who's aging and can't hit all the notes. Yeah, you and you make a lot, a lot more acoustic. money. Yeah. You don't have to pay a band. <laughs> I saw When I saw the Bon Jovi tour, I don't know, I want to say going on, oh, it must be about 18, 19 years ago, I went and saw him, and I was so pissed that he. he did a bunch of new songs, and then when he did his classics, he came out to do it as acoustic with Sempura. And I, I don't know if it was because he was struggling, but even acoustically, he was having a hard time well, you know, hitting hey, the notes. Listen, and, singers and have the there. toughest time aging. It's not like playing guitar. You can play guitar until you're 90. Right. But mm-hmm. singing, it's a whole different story. I mean, yeah. it's tough to sing when you get older. But I'd rather you just step away. Like It's painful for me now to watch Paul McCartney Sing. Oh, there's a lot of people that so are painful wispy. to watch. I know, but it's so wispy. I've heard that powerful voice, and I, I, I was lucky enough to see him, uh, I think, three times in concert. And now you hear him, and it's just like listening to some old man trying to do yeah. Paul McCartney karaoke. It's, it's, it's sad just to painful. See, it's sad to see when you go see a band that you loved and the guy can't do it. But yeah. that's just what happens when you get older. Well, but I mean, there is people that can. I mean, oh, no, Dee Snyder can still belt stuff sure. out and... and uh, Rob Halford still belts well, it so out. So was Brian, uh, uh, God, what the hell is his name, from ACDC. was still able to sing and, and sounded great. And still does. He just can't hear. Well, now he's coming back. I guess he yeah, just he, signed they, up. They They're going to do a new album yeah, together. Yeah. And if it works out, they're going to try to well, do he a, got, a smaller He got some really high-tech hearing aid Wow. that's supposed to be, like, military grade. And Oh, really? So Pete Townsend's hearing is pretty much shot, too. Well, that's why, he, <clears throat> that's why they had problems, because they can't hear. So Plus, they can't hear the when they're supposed to come in. <laughs> we, we did a um, at Wizard World Minnesota two years ago. They did uh, a monkeys panel, and they asked me to host. So I had, I had uh, Mickey and Peter. Oh, cool. And I was kind of heartbroken to that because here's two of the monkeys, and we go into this room, and I, we maybe had 50, 60 people show up for them. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So we did this talk. Mickey's sitting as far away from me as Andy is. 
and Peter was sitting right next to him. So I'd ask a question, and Peter would have to turn to Mickey hey, and repeat it again because here. Mickey couldn't hear me this close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm on a microphone, and I'm talking loud, and he was having trouble hearing. Yeah, um, it's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be tough when you're singing. But how old are they now? They're seven. Well, Peter just died right? at 77. Yeah. Oh, so they're they're. And I there. think Mike was the oldest, so he's probably close closing in on 78. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's what it's what happens. Man. No, I no, I know, I know. It's just it's weird to see it, you know. And then you got old Keith Richards, who just won't die. <laughs> yeah, I know, the right? one guy you think should have been dead. He can hear fine. He does everything fine. Well, I think that's that flush of blood, doesn't he? Or is that is that? <laughs> nah, I think, it's I think that's myth. Yeah. It, it is, but it isn't. I think he no, has he actually had, admitted to this no, deal where he does he, this recycling of blood. Every no, couple of he years. had it done. He had it done once. He had because his kidneys came out. And he was he, on dialysis. He, he did have dialysis once, where they drained a lot of his blood out and put new blood in because of some kind of bacterial infection or something. But yikes! I'm trying to remember what so other who band. Who are we talking about? Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Let's Mickey see. Dolan's is 73, by the way. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the other. Um, there was another band that I just heard the story of not too long ago, where they legitimately would trade out the blood because the lead singer was so screwed that before the concert they'd come in and they just pull bad blood and flush him with new blood and within two hours he was up on stage performing like he hadn't taken any drugs that's dangerous mm. yeah yeah talk about what a lifestyle to lead on that huh uh i love listening to these i go through audible and i get these these books so i can hear i just did billy idol's uh whole autobiography and it, it's hilarious right because the whole autobiography is great and he's a great storyteller and then he tells three filthy stories, and that's it, in this entire, like, 11-hour book. And those three stories are the minute my daughter walked into the room. Ah. You know, she's like, hey, Dad, I have a question. And he's like, then I took the girl and I bent her over. And I'm like, whoa, and I hit the button. But it was every time he told a filthy story, one of my kids walked in the room. But it was the only, you know, you know like three minutes of an 11-hour book. Do you know what? Somebody sent me. This is true. Somebody, well, hold on. Let's, okay. We'll chat about when we come back. We have okay. to take a quick break. This is the Tom Bernard Show, reminiscent about rock right here. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. <laughs> God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we like love working one. with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, They want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. 
Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Here we come. Walking down the street. Andy Oki time. Who wrote this song? Everybody we meet. Uh, the voice hey, of Art. Hey, we're the monkeys. Tommy <laughs> voice and Bobby Hart. Monkey around. I know. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. What a fun show. You know, it's great. Is that show survives? So I can fun. show it with my kids. My kids loved it. My daughter, I took her to meet Davy Jones when she was about 11 years old, and she was so giddy she got to go backstage and get a photo with him. Wow. And he, he'd signed her autograph, and she was just. Who has the Pontiac Surfmobile? Uh, that was, band? No, that went to uh, the guy that owned it, uh, Barris. Barris. Yeah, he's dead now. He, yeah, he had the car, and then there was a couple of knockoffs that have appeared out yeah. there. It's not in his museum, though. Oh, really? Nope. Well, I saw it in his um, in his garage when I went out to California. It's not in his museum. Back in 86, 87. The Batmobile's in there, the Monster car's in there, but the Monkey's car yeah. is not in the museum. That's interesting. Maybe that's because it's on the road touring a lot, because I know it shows up at a lot of the World of Wheels shows. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that when they uh, put that kind of thing in the museum, (laughs) I have a feeling they, like, make it so it's not drivable anymore once they're in the museum. No, they're actually drivable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They pull them out and they use them in in fairs and things like that. Yeah. But as far as custom goes, the monkey's car was the least custom out of the bear's cars. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. didn't have money. Well, I think it was extended a little bit and then they removed the roof because it was, yeah, Pontiac GTO. No, it was actually, I think, a Catalina. Or a Pontiac GTO. Yeah. I think it was a GTO. I think it was a Lamont's or Catalina. All right. I got it. Let's see. Yeah. It is a Pontiac GTO. Oh, oh who knew? 67? <laughs> I, have I think it was no 65 uh, because their 66? show started in 66. 66. Yeah, so it would have been a 66 or 65. 64 was the first year GTO. Yeah. So that was second generation. They were... a, that show just kind of tra- – it's one of those you can actually pop in now and just enjoy it. And yeah. it's fun. You know, you kinda, it's campy. Yeah, but it, it kind of it holds up. It, it's a really well done. And they only fun did it two, two seasons. Two seasons, yeah. Uh, it seemed like it was a long time you watched See, it. Well, that's because they, uh, yeah. What is it? I think there's only um, 56 episodes, but you well, think that same with so Gilligan's much more. Island. There's right. only <laughs> well, no, Gilligan's Island actually went on for way too long, but uh, the monkeys only made it two years. I think the. Munsters only made it two years. Two years, yeah. The really? Adams Family, yeah, I, just, I think, only I just made seen two that or the three other day, years. I was surprised. Yeah. Monsters wow. was only two seasons. Yeah, a lot of those shows only held on for a very short time. Um, but they're like some of the most famous, and I think that's why people kept trying to reboot. Yep, monkeys in, were two years. In the eighties, they rebooted with a new show called The New Monkeys, and it was just actually the music was good, but the show was just stupid. Yeah, with, with the monkeys in it. No, it was uh, four new guys. Uh-oh. Dino. Well, of course it would. Donnie. Work then. Yeah, yeah, it was it just so bizarre. Um, and actually, one of them, and I can't remember which one right now, is touring with the two remaining monkeys. Oh, really? And he's doing some meet and greets. Um, it was, yeah, it was a horrible show. Their music was okay, uh, but overall, and this it wasn't, was in the eighties. Yeah, huh. yeah, they all lived in like this magic mansion, and they had kind of like these you know giant I, lips that would appear on a screen it. to talk to them, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was so bizarre. One thing I really loved about the monkeys, oh, see, like, I was a fan of the monkeys before the Beatles. I knew the, some Beatles songs, but I didn't really know who they were. 
But I was like a monkeys fan before, and that's what made me like the Beatles. Right, I wasn't a Beatles were pre my generation, mm -hmm. my sister's generation. Same with Led Zeppelin. I was the next one. Yeah, so the monkeys opened me up to this sure. whole other generation of music, which I thought was kind of cool because mostly it was reverse. If you, you were a Beatles fan, then you became a monkeys fan, but. Yeah. It my was opposite is, for my me. My problem is I went from the monkeys to Slayer. <laughs> that is a... But, you know, when you see the list of rock musicians <laughs> and heavy metal musicians that say that the monkeys are what inspired them to become musicians, it's so funny. I, I asked them when we did the panel at Wizard World, you know, what, why, do you, why do you think they're not even considering you for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And he goes, well, it's kind of this boys club. It'd be great, but we're kind of reserved to the fact that we're never going to get in. Uh, and they're like, because we weren't a band, we were a TV show about a made-up band. I said, yes, but the band has survived 50 years. The TV show did two seasons. You guys have been going at it now for 50, well, it's going on, what, 53, 54 I think, years? I think just because they were a manufactured band, they'll never get in there. Yeah, but what band wasn't manufactured in the 60s, in a sense? You know, when you realize that most of the bands didn't even play their own music on their albums, most all of the bands, they were all covered by the uh, the Wrecking Crew. Mm -hmm. And that documentary well, really goes deep into it that even the Beatles or the, the Beach Boys pet sounds, one of their biggest and most acclaimed albums, the Beach Boys didn't play in it. It yeah, was, you have it was bands this background like, band. Yeah, bands like Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. They were bands that were just morphed into mega bands on their right. own. They weren't manufactured. But when you look at a band that has part of the whole idea of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a band that withstands time, a band, and, and you got to remember that they stopped. Uh, live performing as the monkeys and i think 70 was the last year they toured uh mickey and davy then there was this break and then in 76 mickey and davy and then boyce and hart went out on the road together and they toured um but then 1985 86 for the 20th anniversary of the monkeys they got back together and their their new songs went right up to the top of the charts again and yeah, then that, here, here it was this new album that just came out i want to say two years ago and their brand new album hit the charts and went to number one and stayed at number one. A, a band that had been out of it for 50 years. That's pretty good. Came back with another number one album and highly regarded. And they had guys from Weezer and uh, Bowling for Soup and all these other, you know, kind of poppy bands that helped them out, that helped them out on this sure. and, and created this. But this album just kind of exploded. So that to me, when you can see the longevity, the popularity and the fact that how many bands will tell you. They influenced me to say that they couldn't even get like a, a little side no, award or something right. in there. You but know? there's a lot of bands that haven't been nominated for. Oh, well, I know. Rock and Roll Fame's a weird thing. It's and then, but then they're putting no rap bands in, which doesn't it. make sense to me. No, I don't understand that at all. So I'm not putting down the rap culture, but it just you know if it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But then again, what's Rock and Roll? They've gone back to a lot of the soul and blues musicians that they put in. I think they should just call it the Music Hall of Fame. And do what, That's do what they it should is. do. Well, at this point, it is. It? The guy that runs it, is he the guy that runs Rolling Stone or something? I don't think so. It's, he, he's... Let's it, see. You'll have to look it up again, because, yeah, I can't, I can't recall. Uh, Atlantic Records, founder and chairman. Yeah. I knew there's somebody big, big like that that runs the Hall of Fame, but they're kind of, a, you know... Interesting. And then I guess it's really weird, because some of the bands get pissed, it's like... All right, your band made it in. We're going to pass each one of you in. But if you bring guests, it's like ten thousand dollars a and person some bands to come to say, the steal. No thanks, we don't want it. Right. <laughs> so they'll or they'll come in and do their little spiel, but uh, they just are like, you know, a it's kind of ridiculous that said, we have to pay for our band members to be here today. A lot of bands have passed on it. Yeah. I thought you know what was bizarre to me is that you've got some of these bands that get by, like Journey, 
when they accepted. They had the original singer, they had Steve, and then they had the new guy. And when it came to performing, Steve said, nope, it's his band now, and he stepped back and let them yeah, do it. He's, he's, Which, he's that kind of guy. Right, but it's it's like a cover band of Journey to me. There's still. a lot of cover bands right now. Right. You go see a lot of these old bands, and you go there, and you're like, well, who's well, left? <laughs> well, they sounded great. When I saw them, This was it last summer? Yeah. Um, it yeah. was Journey and Def Oh, well, they sound great, but they're... In the Clash. Well, yeah. Def Leppard's still all the right guys. Right, but that's what blew my mind. The headliner was Journey with a, with not the real lead the singer. Asian singer. And then, then it was... Def Leppard was the undercard, it's and then Cheap weird. Trick was or the Cheap opening Trick, band. Yeah. Cheap Trick's so awesome, So Cheap man. Trick came yeah. out and did... Not anymore. Robin's, Robin's struggling, too. But, but he, that's one of the hardest working bands in history. In I history. disagree, and they here's why. They never stopped touring, though. I know that, but when you go to a concert, I don't want to see a 45-minute concert. Well, look at Bad Company right now. That's what they're I don't giving. want to. They're giving forty-five minutes set, <laughs> and that sucks. Who wants to spend that kind of money to see them? That's what. That's what all the complaints of Bad Company right now. Yeah. That's the first time Bad Company's toured in a long time. Is it Paul Rogers? Yeah, and they're wow. forty-five minutes set. It's like I just paid a hundred bucks. And well, they come out. Yeah, Cheap Trick comes out. They'll do forty-five minutes. They don't talk between songs. It's like they just are a jukebox. But they, they go have from one never great stopped to the touring that band. Yeah, that's great. They tour every year. But they also kick Bunny Benitas out of the band, which really pisses me off. Why would you kick out a founding member? Politics, man. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, but Def Leppard. It's like, why do some people Def not? Def Leppard blew kisses is... ass off the stage oh, yeah, Def like Leopard's, five years Def ago. Def Leppard's amazing. But band. how do you have? Here's the deal. Journey has not released a new album. Since Steve Perry left the band, well, it's just so that's thirty years. It's because of the, how are they the headliner he, and Def Leppard with all the original band <laughs> is the second. I'll tell line. you why. What? Because of how epic songs are like "Don't Stop Believing" that, that they're so. Yeah, but it's not the singer. I know, but they're such big hits that they sold just millions and millions and millions of copies. Their catalog is carrying the band? Yes, absolutely. Their library is carrying the band. But mm-hmm. still, it makes no sense to me. That'd be like Andy and I putting together a Beatles tribute band, <laughs> and we get to open up there's, for the monkeys. Band, or, or, or the monkeys are opening up for us. It'd there's be like, literally that, bands that touring no that have the only original members, like a drummer right. or a bass player. Right? Yeah. <laughs> touring. Yeah. Well, I know. They're, uh, and I... Th- for a while, Mike and Mickey were not performing as the Monkees. They said, for, for now on, only when there's three or more of us together will we be the Monkees. So it was it was uh, Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolan singing the songs of the Monkees. Right. But they realized the money is in throwing the name the Monkees out there again. And that, that's, that you know, really a lot of bands said, like, if anybody dies, it's the end of the band. And they they all say that at one point, but they always end up going back on tour. The only band that hasn't. Is Twisted Sister. Dee Snyder always said, if anybody in this band dies, it's the end of Twisted Sister. Well, Led Zeppelin pretty much, too, after Bonham died. Yep. Really, that was it. Yep. Boom, they pulled the plug. Yeah. Well, they tried with his son. Uh, Jason? Yep. They yeah. did try with him. But they didn't tour with him. He just did solo stuff with Plant and uh, oh, you're right. and Jimmy right. Page. Right. He never right. actually right. went out. Right. The only time I think that they, they were experimenting, though. They, they did that reunion at uh, Live Aid. Yeah, yeah, and then it was so horrible that they bought the rights to it, so it would never air again. <laughs> uh, they were pissed because Phil Collins flew on the. That was the big thing. He played with Genesis right. over in America, and then, did Phil then flew on the Concord and appeared in Another England. Another band did too with him. Right? I, I don't know, but he flew over and he performed with um, uh, Led Zeppelin. And Robert Plant in the interview is like, uh, I don't think he'd ever heard a Led Zeppelin song. He was like, Can we play? Oh yeah, I can play. I you, and he anybody, came in. And he said he couldn't get the beat. He people, didn't know what he was doing. People went to Live Aid. I went to Live Aid in Philadelphia. Talked about an experience of life. Oh, I bet. Just insanity, man. Just the acts and just the energy in that place. Literally making my eyes water up. 
Yeah, I stayed up. I stayed up. I think close to the entire time to watch that concert. And I'll tell you, bands that that I didn't think would impact me, like Priest, Judas Priest was just yeah insane. That you can you can put that pull that up on Google, Judas Priest Live Aid, and they have the best video in the world on Google. The whole concert's on there of Judas Priest, and watch that that footage. It's just like the hair on the back of your neck will stand up. Well, that's why the Queen made that kind of comeback on Live Aid well, and their, blew well, them away. It was their kind of their last. No, they actually toured to Lady no, I'm saying Seven. That's, that was so, their yeah. first big hurrah back. Yeah, was Live Aid. Yeah, that and was what gave almost them didn't happen. They were the, the the show was already booked. Yeah, and Freddie heard that this concert was going on and went to the band. Like, oh my goodness, it's too late. But the show's already booked. Then the funny thing is, you watch that whole deal. You know, he and um, Brian May came back out again later on to fill in for another band that didn't show up. But they never talk about that part a, of the concert. It was lo- not great. A lot of parts of the concert, other bands came out and played with other bands. Yeah, they would just pop out and nowhere behind an amp with a guitar in their hand and start playing with other bands. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I had a really good spot, and it was pretty epic. How, in my how long life. were you there for? Uh, just the whole day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, I remember watching that. I videotaped it. I kill myself because I can't find the video anymore. Yeah. I used to have the videotape of the entire live well, performance. The footage, all the, the commercials. The footage, I would love to see all those commercials yeah. from the eighties again, <laughs> and everything that was the, going the on. The footage that's on YouTube is mm-hmm. is they had a hell of a film crew there. Oh yeah, because there's like twenty camera shots. Yeah, it's but like I said, good. I would like to have my original VHS tape to see all the commercials from MTV at the time yeah. and all the, you know, what was popping up. Well, I, I lived in, I grew up in Philly, so it was my backyard. Yeah. In South Philly, all the stadiums in Philly are in South Philly, so it's like right there. But yeah, epic, epic experience in life. I don't think anything like that will ever happen again in my lifetime. No, nothing. Well, yeah, I think the closest thing that even came to it was when they did the 9-11 concert. And that was just bringing together some of the most amazing bands for that one night. But that won't, nothing could ever touch what Live Aid was. No. Well, was... what's weird is Live Aid is more memorable for me than the 9 11 concert. Live Aid was pretty insane. Yeah, but Live Aid was like two days of just epic. I mean, every band that was a band and even some that shouldn't have been were up there <laughs> performing for that, uh, that gig. Uh, yeah, I just, it's funny when you look at the, uh, USA for Africa album cover and you look at the, all the celebrities and I, I remember when it was first on, I'm like, why is Dan Aykroyd there singing? <laughs> and I totally forgot always oh, one of the blues brothers, yeah. but you just, you know, you forgot. And there's some of the people that popped in there that you're like, I have no clue. And then reading some of the background, I think it was Waylon Jennings showed up mm-hmm. and be, they were like writing the song on the fly. And at one point in the song. They start doing these African rhythms, and he goes, I'm not singing this crap, and he walked out. And that was the end of Waylon Jennings' participation. Uh, and there were a couple of people like that that just didn't mesh. I don't know if you've been listening to it, but KQ's does this Lost Weekends thing now. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, there, we forgot about a lot of artists. Oh, yeah. A lot. There's so many that you go, wow, I forgot about them. Mm-hmm. But listen, that, listen to that Lost Weekends. They play stuff that's lost that nobody's heard in 20 years or 30 years or 40 years. Yeah. And it's really good. We'll come back and talk a little bit more rock and roll next hour. We've got a couple of guests joining us right here on the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes.
Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jennifer, who started as a customer service rep and is now vice president. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. We're back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Next hour, we're going to talk about how to bring up your kids with a toxic ex involved. Yeah. And then we're going to hear an update on the Stephen Avery case. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Farrick was uh, is going to join us at the top of the hour, uh, talking about some breaking news on the Stephen Avery case from Making a Murderer and Making a Murderer Season 2. Big news in that case. Uh, like, huge news in that case. So we're going to chat about that. And uh, John Farrick wrote the book, The Wrecking Crew, talking about uh, disassembling the entire case against Stephen Avery using the information he was getting. What What is her um, name, the attorney? Oh, Kat- Kathleen Zellner? Yes. And she worked with him on that book. And mm-hmm. uh, pretty remarkable stuff. So we're going to hear from them next uh, at the top of the next hour. Let's uh, let's get back into it as we're talking about rock stuff. Um, yeah, it was... I, and I have to look up. Nick and I were talking off air about the fact of um, the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg was based on. It's a good movie too. Judas Priest. When they removed, uh, when Rob Halford left the band, they found a karaoke tribute band singer to fill in for him for a while. But it's funny though. In the end of that movie, he brings somebody else back up on stage and gives him the job of lead singer. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a movie. Yeah. So, uh, but then look, but Journey, never, Journey went out and did but, it. But Priest never recorded any album without Halford. I'd have to look it up. I don't know. I I'm a pretty good Priest Let's fan. Let's ask Google. Google knows all. Plus, it'll affect everybody's phone that's yeah. listening. Hey Google, did uh, Judas Priest ever record an album without Rob Halford? We'll see what kind of magic Google Here presents. Here are some results, starting with one from Wikipedia. Uh, it says he released an album in 1996 with Tim Ripper Owens as the Oh, that's singer. the guy in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, so one album. Yeah. I never heard of it. What's the, do you know the name of it? I, no, I just oh. shut I'll that down. I'll have to listen down. to that album. Because he was a good singer, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. wonder where he is now. Well, look, they, they got the lead singer from uh, Journey Now as like a karaoke guy from the Philippines. Well, the first person to ever do it was ACDC. They, hold, they held open auditions. No, what's his name? Pick that guy. He said, if anything ever happens to me, Brian is the new lead singer of ACDC. Oh, not in documentary. Hey, Do- man, you screwed with me on the PT or GTO. You lost that <laughs> battle. Do you want to keep going head to head on doc- me? The documentary, they, had, they, held, they held open auditions in their hometown. Oh, he had said in, in, in a couple of the interviews I was watching, they talked about the fact that um, when they were looking for the lead singer, they remembered the fact that, Bron- uh, that uh, Bon Scott had said, this, this is the guy. If I'm ever out, this is the guy. Well, he ended up being the was. guy. I mean, Did you hear what in- kind of – this is what they dropped on him. They're like, you're in the band, write a new album. <laughs> 
Oh. And he's like, what? Mm. And they're like, write a new album, and this album's got to be power, and it's got to, and they, they kind of, how they walked him through it, and then he came back, and that album is all Back him. in Black's one of the top selling oh, albums God. in all of music genre, yeah. period. I think that and Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon are two of the probably most long-standing best well, back albums Black's, out there. Uh, actually, yeah. it's Back in Black and Thriller, I think, are the two number one selling genres of any right, album. but I'm just saying about how long oh, yeah. Pink Floyd, a lot of people don't realize Dark Side of the Moon stayed in like the top 20 of selling albums for like ten, 30 years. Still, it was crazy. Still in there. Yeah, It's like a 10 actually, generation album. Actually, uh, Brian Johnson was a founding member of the rock band Georgie or Jordy. Jordy. Okay. Uh, it's a, a band formed in Newcastle in 71. They had a few hits, but... Um, Johnson was asked to audition for the band in London for ACDC, lead guitarist and co-founder Angus Young. I remember Bond playing me a little, me a little Richard, and then telling me the story of when he saw Brian singing uh, with his band, and he said that night, "This is the guy up here that screaming at the top of his lungs." And the next thing you know, he hits the deck. So yeah. they just saw him and. They said, "Yep, this." Because yeah, they show the his auditions in the documentary, but he he, he made ACDC on another level. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he took them to the next level. That's my favorite rock band. Springsteen. Uh, when I was listening to his documentary, when Clarence Clemens died, he said he was even looking to looking on YouTube at uh, tribute bands to see who could maybe replace Clarence. And then he ended up replacing him with Clarence's nephew, Jake. Oh, smart move. And bringing in, yeah, to, to keep the family alive. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty funny That's story because he's like, he sets this appointment with Jake. Jake shows up late and everything, and Bruce is like, mm-mm. You know, it's one That's thing i got to say works. about the Jersey bands. Yeah. They all keep it in the family. They really do. They all hire, like, cousin family and, their, you know, their people's spouses. And I wonder if, if we'll ever see Richie go back to Bon Jovi. I think you will. You do? Yeah. At some point? Yeah. Money talks in the end. Yeah. He's doing, uh, we just came off of the Walker Stalker final cruise, the Walking mm-hmm. Dead cruise, and they were advertising on there, Bon Jovi's got two, one one to Spain and yeah, one to Mexico, uh, Mexico. I think it is, yeah. So you can get on to this cruise and, and see him. That well, that's pure. a great way to see bands, I'll tell you. Uh, they be, did the Kiss cruise. It'd be torture for me. Why? <laughs> I don't like cruises. Oh. I feel trapped. I get well, these are short, like four-day cruises, yeah, so you don't even notice it. That would be it. four years for me. Uh, <laughs> I, see. Well, I can't even go on a three-hour cruise. I want off. Wow. You want off the boat. Huh? I can't even go to people's houses for dinner. Really? <laughs> nope. Then how are you able to sit here for two hours? It's not easy. At any time, this room could sink, Nick. It's, well, it's not that. <laughs> sink into the it's not that. So if I, go, if I say, let's all meet at this restaurant bar... Mm-hmm. I could say, hey, excuse me, I'm going to go use the restroom and disappear and not come back. It would be no big deal. That's true. But if I was at your house for dinner, I can't say, I'm going to use, can I use your restroom and then disappear? Sure yeah. you could. I wouldn't hold it against I, you. I could, I'll leave the bathroom window you open would be for like, you. What, what, what happened? Like, you would call the cops. Like, what, they disappeared. Just remember, honey, if we invite Nick over, just have the rope ladder hanging outside the bathroom window so for him. As, as far as a cruise goes, I would just go nuts. I actually I do that. understand what you mean. Like I the, can't do it. The fact that you're kind of like... You're obligated to stay. Yeah, I'm too ADD for cruise, man. Yeah. I just go bananas. Yeah, and I only I like have a couple hour. I only have a couple hour window with people. A couple hours, I have to get away from all humans. Like four hours is my max. Well, that's funny. That's a what room you can go to. Yeah, you can go to your bedroom. You don't have to stay like in the in <laughs> general pop. But then, what's the point of going? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what I'll do. I'll end up in a room. Well, I can stay in my room in my house. Mm-hmm. So it's, to me, it's just, it's, that's not for me. But if you get a nice balcony room, you have the ocean right outside your, and your the, door. And the boats rocking. Oh, what? It's not that hey, bad. If the boats are rocking, don't bother <laughs> knocking, Nick. Yeah, I don't like tours or any of that stuff. I go to Europe all the time. I don't wow. go What's any What's it like tours. to be such an old man? It's not yeah, fun. You kids, get off my you know yard. What? It's more. It's more. I don't like people. I don't like more, looking at them or talking to them. I like getting into it. I like going to other places and getting into adventures. Like end up like when I was just in Morocco. Mm-hmm. I like going where nobody else goes. Yeah. Like, How they, do you they, handle a flight to Morocco? It's not that bad. How long is it? That's my point. Is you're complaining you about do... being dinner for two hours, but you can sit in a chair on a plane. I can I can sit in a plane. Yeah. How much drugs are you on when you do it? <laughs> well, yeah. Lots of Benadryl. Two pills per flight. Is that all? I have a travel doctor. Yeah, but they're horse well, tranquilizers the size of my fist. I have a travel doctor. She gives me two pills per flight. Right. I've been the same way since I was like twelve, though. Just not liking being around large groups of people and yeah, you know I, like, I need alone time yeah, it's just, I some people are just that's like why that. i don't like concerts anymore can't deal with it that long mm-hmm. i'll come in the last you know 10 songs and then get out you i think the most the state fair no <laughs> i think the most uncomfortable i've ever been was on the streets of san francisco about 10 years ago the most uncomfortable i've ever been was mardi gras fat oh fat god Tuesday yeah in the middle of the street and literally I started freaking out, and there's nowhere to go. Yeah, you no. can't get out. You are stuck in that but, crowd. But at least Fat Tuesday is one day. If you go to the Minnesota State Fair, uh, it's fat every day. Well, I don't <laughs> trying to get through that stupid Actually, fair. if you go first thing in the morning, it's okay. Yeah. But I don't like the. I'm not a big fan fan of the fair. No, that's where I will. I don't mind crowds, but the state fair does irritate me. If it's not just the the obnoxious people, it's the fact that they're walking and stopping constantly. I know, just oh, standing right. in the middle. Go you know, another place where I was very uncomfortable, and Tokyo is is the one of the biggest. It's actually the biggest city in the world as far as population goes. But when you're there, it's not. You don't feel like you're crowded. You really don't. It's New York City seems more crowded than Tokyo, but if you get on a subway oh, yeah. at rush hour, they have these you guys literally have that, to... have, that put their arms together like a wall, and they push people yep. in the cars, <laughs> and you're in there like this. And and well, I love those little Japanese hotels where it's like a, it's like a vending machine. You, it is. You go into this, and it's like one room has got four of the, you well, the lift up the door, hotels? And you, yeah, yeah, you climb yeah. into the capsule and yep. shut the door, they have, and there's like stacks. They of have you. really cool hotels in Tokyo. I I want to go to. I really want to go to Japan to go to the Godzilla Hotel. Have you seen that? Japan's amazing. Place They've got like go. the full size yep. Godzilla outside, yep. Yep. and you go. You pay for some of the rooms where Godzilla's like claws are coming through the wall, and so, that just oh seems like it'll be gosh. fun. They yeah, have but it's some, like a, a bajillion dollars a night. I know Max would love that. The, the hotels yeah. in Japan are pretty awesome. Well, everything in Tokyo is a bajillion dollars. The, is the thing? Actually, it's not. It's actually not. It's not. not. It's only yeah. half bajillion. Everybody told me it was going to be a real expensive trip. Just the more touristy stuff, the more they hype up the prices. On Actually, it. it wasn't. I, I found it very reasonable. Hmm. Compared now, compared to living, I was living in downtown Minneapolis, where it drinks, you know, f- f- 12, 14 bucks. It's twelve, fourteen dollars in Tokyo. No, so it's kind of a hotel, and it's the same. It's the mm-hmm. same. It's the only problem is their drinks are this size. No, the only problem <laughs> is it takes about. forty minutes for the bartender to make you a drink because they sit there and they carve a figure out of a block of ice for fifteen to twenty minutes. It seems inefficient. It yeah. is no, they don't. You can't get drunk in in Japan. <laughs> you I'll can't take do that it. challenge. <laughs> what happens, unless you drink, unless you drink beer, and sake. You can't order sake. If you try to order sake, you know what sake means. 
It means alcohol. Alcohol. Yep. So they're no. just holding up bottles of Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. <laughs> going, which yeah. one? Okay. Which took my head back. Saki like is Nippon Shu. Which means yep. Saki is like the Coca Cola of the yeah. South. That's no, what Saki I was means say. alcohol. Get I was literally just going to be like in North Dakota or North. North Carolina, North where, sorry, <laughs> North Carolina. When when you ask for a Coke, and they they're like, which Georgia, one? Yeah. The funny thing is, in uh, I think it's New Bern. That's where my aunt lived in New Bern, North Carolina. That was the birthplace of Pepsi, PepsiCo. So funny. But it, they yeah, call everything Coke pe- down there. Yeah. It's yeah. like that's so weird. Yeah. Do you want a Coke? Yeah. What kind? What kind? Yeah, I want that's... a Coke. Yeah, but do you want the root beer Coke? You want a Sprite Coke? <laughs> I know. Oh man, I want a Coke. Yeah, I, I grew up. Well, I grew up Coke. in a soda. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and then here it's pop. Yeah. See, yeah I guess in, it's not in that Illinois, much. We were asking for soda pop. We were soda kinda... pop. Yeah. I guess it's not that much different it. than saying Kleenex because there's like a thousand brands of Kleenex or Band Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they took over Monopoly. Yeah. You know? yeah, they sure did. Speaking of traveling, every year I do these foreign events. So we've gone to Romania three times. We've gone to uh, Germany and Prague, England twice, um, Scotland, Ireland. This year we were aiming for Italy. And it has taken, what is it, seven months to mm-hmm. get to the point where we had to throw in the towel because Italy was such a pain in the ass to work with. And they're like, we could get you on a Paviglia Island. It'll be, you know, it'll be a hundred euro per person. And then you're like, okay, great. We'll lock it in. And they're like, "Uh, I think they're going to close it down that week. You're going to be here. But, you know, if you want to pay the hundred, a hundred per person, we can go by there and then maybe we can bribe our way onto the island. And that could be another 50 to a hundred. And so every location we were trying to get access to, we might not be able to get access. And if we get there, we might have to pay a little extra to actually get the access. That's why in Italy, you just go and you show up. Mm-hmm. And you get it done. Uh, That's why well, there's a stereotype. When I'm, when I'm in, don't plan. When I'm bringing thirty, <laughs> when I'm bringing thirty to forty people with me, I can't have them pay thirty-five to thirty-six hundred oh, bucks, and then get there and find out they got to cough up more money. Yeah, well, Italians don't plan. So mm-hmm. France, we moved it to France, and we're going to France this year. And uh, man, I'm psyched about it. it. We put that together in like two days because France was just willing to work with us. What part of Italy were you trying to get? Into? Uh, yeah, I don't even remember. It was all over. We were trying to get into Paviglia. We were trying to get into Rome, and and we were just going to hit all these major spots that had haunted stories or or really interesting facts of of history. So we're going to do that now in France. We're going to a haunted castle to investigate. We're going to the catacombs. We're going to some of these. Um, just Romania is probably of, like the places. big place to go for that, isn't it? No, all no. of them have been great. Every, uh, Scotland and happen. Ireland were amazing. Germany and, and, and Prague were fantastic for, you know, you go to the Sedlik, uh, um, oh, what the hell is it called where all the bones are? Ossuary. And it's like you go in there and it's it's like decorative bones. They, they've all these body parts they've made into shields. They've made into, de- it's amazing. Go look it up if you haven't seen it. But yeah. I've, Do you know where you should go? Where? Mexico City. Yeah, it's, well, that's right now. I want to hit Europe, and I Mexico want to see those City places. Mexico City is a spectacular Spanish city. It is yeah. the most beautiful city you'll ever go to, and they have a lot of stuff up that island. I'm sure, yeah, a lot. They have the Island of Dolls. They, it's a right. whole well, island of that. all these dolls hanging from trees. It's creepy, 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 <laughs> man. My buddy Josh Gates filmed an episode of Destination Truth there. It is creepy, and he's talking and he's doing his little deal. And there's this one creepy head. It kind of looks like the doll head from uh, Toy eye. Story. It's got one eye, and the one eye was closed. Oh. And he goes, I swear to God, if this doll's eyes open, and as soon as he said that, the doll's eye springs open, and he's like, God, well, they're, all, they're all covered in go- like mold and moss, yeah. and it is the creepiest place on earth, man. Yeah. And it's a whole island of nothing but dolls well, hanging from trees. I, I don't mind the dolls going into places where there's a bajillion dead bodies. 
bodies around you are pretty crazy. Yeah. And that's what we we've gone in so many of these uh, ossuaries and places where you like literally go in and they've they've got the mummified remains of these saints and everybody just laying in front of you. Yeah, well, that's all over Mexico City too. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, but that's by not on purpose. That's just a bunch of dead people they can't bury. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's no. take a break. Mexico City's really nice. We'll come back and uh, we'll be joined by our guest uh, John Farrick as we hear about the updates in the Stephen Avery trial next on the Tom Bernard Show.